What do you do when you realize that you're a woman trapped in a man's body? What do you do when you realize the man you married is a woman? In this series, we reflect on our past to discuss how we got here and explore where we can go from this point moving forward. Hi, and welcome to The Rage. My name is Jennifer Termini. And I'm Callista Termini. And today we're going to be talking about sexual preference and sexual orientation. And I brought this up to Callista. Could we talk about this subject? Because a friend had recently asked me, who does Callista like? Who is she attracted to? And I said, wow, that's really interesting because it has changed. It has changed a lot from when (laughs) you first started this journey to now. And I want you to weigh in on it, but I want to just start off by saying that I told my friend, well, in the beginning, Callista only liked females, only liked women, didn't show any expression of being interested in men. Then when she decided, okay, I'm accepting that I'm a woman and I'm going to bring her out and this is happening and hormones started you changed your mind and you were suddenly very interested in men. And I thought that was so (laughs) interesting because like, how do you go from not liking men at all to being like really interested in men? And it made me think that it was hormones. It made me think also that there was a strong desire for you to feel female. And by having a a man's attention that that made you feel female Mm -hmm. and then it's changed again. And, and, so I want you to weigh in on some of this. Well, sure. <laughs> First of all, who's the friend that you're talking about? You always want to put people on blast. I am not doing that. Okay. Well, you can tell me after. <laughs> like, okay, who is I've this been asked person? By multiple, I've been asked by multiple people. Oh, people are okay. very curious. They're like, how does someone go from only liking females to then only liking men? And mm-hmm. then you've since changed your mind again. And then you liked females again, but then you only liked trans females. <laughs> so, you know, um, and you were hyper interested in sex and now you're not really interested in sex. So I will suffice this to say, it's been multiple people who okay. have asked me. Okay. Oh, you know what? Well, I, look at, wait, wait, my camera is falling. Can you see okay. it? I'm going out of frame. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Hold on. Shoot. I need better equipment. <laughs> you need to get yourself some duct tape, girl. I have some duct tape, girl. <laughs> okay. It's failing. Okay, hold on. This is not the first time I've had technical issues on camera. Usually my backdrop falls. Okay, so let's see. Is this yeah, better? Better, better? Oh, okay. Yeah, you're good. Um, okay, so let me put all of the aspersions to rest and uh, say that, yes, you're right. It definitely changed. I've, you know, had to do a lot of thinking about what this actually meant for me as well. And um, because the first time that I found myself attracted to a guy, it really surprised me. Um, Now, it didn't help that he was super attractive. Um, Was this during our marriage or after our marriage? This was after. In fact, I posted it on Facebook at the time. Um, Oh, you mentioned this. Very early on our transition. And I think you saw it. And I think you were taken quite aback by the post, um, if I remember correctly. And 
Yeah. It was all a shock to me back then. Everything was a shock to me. Yeah. So. Well, and it was a shock to me too. I was just in Whole Foods having, you know, a, a salad for lunch. And this guy walked by who looked like a, you know, early 40s, uh, kind of like um for those for those who know the actor um Pierce Brosnan. And he just had a button-down shirt and slacks and just had this, you know, walking with confidence. And I remember bringing up like a bite of salad to my mouth and looking up and seeing this person and just going, <laughs> you know, like, oh, he's hot. And I, and I was like that because it shocked me that I had that reaction. So is there something hormonal to it? I think so. But I also think that um there are other factors um probably you know I, listen i was even though i was a late transitioner it doesn't mean that i wasn't always this person so i think that there is a you know biological um aspect to this that once i started to accept myself and i see that you're no, it's it's slipping again. It's kind of hot in here, so maybe the glue is on the tape is melting. Got Sorry, ahead. go ahead. Okay. Um, so that when I started to accept myself as a transgender woman or just as a woman, I realized that there was this attraction um, to men that I was against because when I was identifying as male, I didn't have any attraction to men, zero attraction to men. In fact, I think that the idea of being with a man was very um, kind of repugnant to me. I just had no desire for it. Sorry, I know my computer fails. That's okay. So yeah, it was a surprise to me too. So what is the actual reason? Is it estrogen? Is it, was it always there? Was it me accepting myself? I'm going to say that it was always there um, because- The attraction to men. The attraction to men, because we talked about a long time ago, we talked about, um, you know, a sexual assault that had happened to me when I was a teenager. Um, and of course that was with a man. And uh, so- you know, that had happened, but there had been, you know, I'd say early adolescent, early puberty experimenting, if you will, with, you know, other boys. Um, so there was always something there, but I think my internalized homophobia, uh, especially growing up in the 80s with um, the AIDS pandemic and the uh, twist that uh, government put on it being a gay disease and <clears throat> the ostracization of those people. And I always wanting to fit in and be socially accepted. I think that had a lot to do with it too. Okay. Now, how much do you think your desire to be female influenced you? Because I know that you put a heavy, it seemed like you put a heavy influence on that if a you know a man being attracted to a woman that that would make you feel more feminine and i think early on you were doing everything you could to feel and be more feminine and part of that was this image of having a man as a partner or a man this be with a man sexually yeah and that's not just me um i have lots of people uh, lots of other trans girls who i talk to 
and struggling with self-acceptance and finding validation through uh, men being attracted to them. The problem is, is that those men almost always only want to be with them for um, for sex and they don't want a relationship. They don't want it publicly known. They're not emotionally invested. And so a lot of girls I know um, feel very um, are, are, are upset and, and feel used, but they can't help but put themselves in that situation because it does feel so validating. So there is this aspect of having to understand and recognize that you're doing this for validation. And if you loved yourself more, that maybe you wouldn't feel so uh, compelled to uh, lower your standards for the purpose of feeling validated through sex. Okay. And then the the wave that you were riding, so you had the first crest of, you know, I'm interested in men. And then when you felt used, it seemed like that subsided and you were not interested in men because men seemed, you know, not a safe place. And then you were interested in trans women because that probably felt safe and you felt understood by them and but but another part of all this I find so interesting is that, like I said, you were so interested in sex, so interested in using your vagina. And then when you got a vagina, you don't want to use it. <laughs> no, I don't. And it's like now all of a sudden you're like, I don't care about it. And I'm like, wow, that's really fascinating because like you were very hyper focused on it in the like years ago. Yeah, I think. um well, certainly that has definitely changed with um, hormones for sure. One of the things that, and I think I've said this before too, that has definitely changed for me has been since I'm no longer, quote unquote, poisoned by testosterone, uh, that sexual, that constant um, sexual drive is gone and it feels more than anything it feels like a monkey off my back because mm. you know and i feel it's safe for me to say this because i've talked with other trans girls as well um that they've said oh my god girl yes it's like so good to not be thinking about sex all the time and i think that's just a biological imperative when you are um, testosterone dominant. They've done studies, <clears throat> excuse me, they've done studies where they've given testosterone to cis women and noticed that their libido has gone up to the point where they were picking up guys in bars kind of thing. Yeah. yeah we've <laughs> talked about this and a friend of mine had been given some testosterone cream and that she put on under her arm or something. And she said that there was definitely increased libido for sure. Yeah. So you know, for me, that was always um, very frustrating because um, having that sexual, um, you know, um, being compelled to feel like you need, you constantly have this urge and not being, you know, not being able to be my authentic self, you know, set up this situation where I was you know, just basically um, never satisfied um, from a sexual point of view. So, yeah. Okay, add something. So, 
even though you said you thought about sex a lot, you didn't act upon it. Like in our relationship, you know, it was just average. It wasn't a lot. It was not none, but it was just average. And as far as uh, quantity, but, but I remember you just putting a lot of heavy emphasis on the fact that if you were able to be with a man that you would have been more satisfied sexually. And I don't know if that's, I don't really actually think that that's the truth. Like in the reality of it, I don't know that a man would satisfy you more than say you could satisfy yourself just being comfortable in your own skin and and being able to enjoy a sexual experience. Like, I don't think the act of penetration is the end all be all for for you. No, but but I think in the beginning, that was the focus. I think you thought that was going to be the magic stick, if you will. So, (laughs) you know, the magic stick. (laughs) Sometimes it's not always that magic, you know, it's kind of funny like that. Um, so, um, okay, well, you fix, I'll talk. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because I think that there, and to a certain extent, it still exists this desire for heteronormativity, this um, desire for social acceptance. And if I were with a man that I would, you know, the, the, um, that then it's sort of like, well, now I've, now I've got my, you know, I don't know if gold star is the right word. Um, usually we refer to your passing card, your card, your entrance to heteronormative land. Yeah. Like achievement unlocked, uh, you know, and, um, but the thing, but the fact of the matter is, is that I'm, as I find men sexually attractive, I don't necessarily find them romantically attractive. Uh, yeah. And I think that the reason why is because they can't provide for me the intimacy and the sensitivity and the understanding that the emotional support. Yeah. That being with another woman provides for me. Yeah. That being said, I don't necessarily find, well, yeah, I mean, I don't find cisgender women sexually attractive anymore. I just. What? I don't, no, I don't. <laughs> um, and it's. Well, that's probably really good because it probably takes some confusion out of the situation. Sorry, I'm fixing my phone again. I'm really sorry for people at home that are watching this or wherever you're watching that I have to do this, but um, I'm going to get some new equipment soon. Yes, we are. Uh, and actually, we're going to get some new equipment thanks to our Patreon supporters that are allowing us to uh, make some much needed upgrades. So um, real quick shout out. So thanks to our Patreons. Patrons. Patrons. <laughs> yes, our Patreon. Patreon. Our patrons on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. I, um, okay, I'm just going to hold it. Okay, so we'll we'll be quick then. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, um, when I see an attractive woman um, going down the street now, like she's walking, you know, opposite, uh, you know, in my direction, what do I do? I notice the dress that she's wearing, or her outfit, I should say, and the shoes on her feet. Yeah, <laughs> so you'll say something face. like, "You'll say something like that's a banging dress," instead of "I want to bang her." Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I have like I got in an elevator um, 
you know, earlier a week ago or so. And this girl was just wearing a super pretty dress. And I just was like, oh my God, that's such a pretty dress. And she's like, oh, thanks. And it just feels so comfortable and normal. And there's nothing more to it than just being like saying, wow, that's, I really like that. It's pretty. And, um, and that feels so much more natural and uh, affirming uh, for me than, you know, I don't know. It just, I mean, it does, it feels natural. So I think safe to say if someone is transitioning, it's completely normal to have changed your mind. It's completely normal to feel one way in the beginning of your transition, change your mind midway through, then change it again, and then change it again, and then complete your transition and change it again, because it it's not only affected by your mental state, your hormonal state, but also society and how you feel you either want to fit in or don't want to fit in. You know what I mean? Like whatever you think is important is going to affect who you're attracted to. Yeah. And I mean, biology, I think biology plays a big part of it, but I think that's hormones, right? Hormones and also neurological wiring. Um, Mm. How much of this is already predetermined by nature? Um, How much of it is nurture? How much of it is based on, again, uh, societal expectations? So, you know, all of those things play a part. And I think the most important thing for anybody who is, you know, questioning their sexual identity um, is to just recognize these different um, aspects and not try and put all their eggs in one basket and say, oh, it's because of the hormones. Oh, it's because, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Well, that is that is something that people do. They put it like, oh, the hormones change you. But maybe part of it was always there. I always say that um, coming to um, my authenticity and finding peace within was a two-step process. It wasn't just the hormones. I mean, certainly I had that uh, when when I started taking hormones, as I've talked about, about seven days after my depression and uh, social anxiety went into remission and they haven't come back. How much of that is because of the hormones and how much of that has to do with my self-acceptance, um, how much of that has to do with, again, um, you know, the neurological wiring from, you know, uh, from when I was being conceived in the womb. And, and also, also you being uh, real with yourself, being yeah. like truthful with yourself and accepting who you are when you were hiding and lying and, and being deceptive, just for self-preservation's sake, mm-hmm. you were not happy. I mean, secrets make you sick, right? People that yeah. keep a lot of secrets tend to not be very happy. It's true. So you were no longer keeping a secret. So now that's one layer of the onion that can get peeled off to you being a happier, more fulfilled, more content person. So you're right. It's not one thing. It's the brain. It's the body. It's the hormones. It's society. It's how we were raised, mm-hmm. how we how we created attachments when we were younger carries Mm -hmm. into our adulthood of how we like to attach as adults, right? There's a big component to that. 
Exactly. And so now, you know, I think like I'm I'm very happy in my um, relationship with my girlfriend. And it's weird because, I mean, technically, I mean, technically or not, she is a woman, I'm a woman. So I guess you would call us a lesbian relationship, but it doesn't feel like, um, I don't know, that doesn't seem like the right word for it. I just feel like I'm in a queer relationship. Um, and that feels like more um, authentic. And I don't know why that is, but I think also in terms of the labels of is someone gay, is someone straight, is someone bi, or, you know, and now there's all these other ways of looking at it, like pansexual, demisexual, and things of those nature, too, mm. in terms of how we find attraction and, you know, what turns us on sexually. All of that really feels so secondary to me, whereas before my transition, it seemed like um, really important, like, oh, is that person gay or straight? And um, and so it's funny when people make such a big deal about it in the news media and all of that. And I just personally, I feel like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Um, and so just how I feel about all of that has changed, too, so much. But again, like, it just doesn't even seem like something I'm, I don't know, maybe because being trans is like one-upmanship on the, it's, it's has been more important than my sexual identity has been my, you know, uh, gender identity that, that has taken a backseat, but it just seems like so inconsequential compared to my gender identity. And I don't know if other, you know, trans people have felt the same way about it or, even people who are, um, uh, you know, whether they're gay or bi or anything, if it even matters to them anymore, if they're also in the sort of mindset of who cares. So I think the thing now, more so than anything else that is great, is that I don't have this monkey on my back. Uh, I'm happy in my relationship and I feel like I know myself and while uh, sex certainly doesn't uh, loom as large as it once did, I also think part of the reason why I haven't been really all that interested in sex has been because, um, you know, I've had these surgeries and it's still healing and there's dilation involved. And so I'm, you know, there's, I just had revision surgery about six weeks ago or so. So everything's still healing. I don't know. Ask me in another year when you uh, know, it's good. You know, maybe I'll have a different say, answer then. I was going to say, look out a year from now, you're going to be like blazing a trail. Like, woohoo. <laughs> yeah, that would, you know, here's the thing, though. I, I, one thing I am very happy about in terms of, you know, who I am as a person is I am a faithful person. And, you know, Maybe that has something to do with being a Taurus, but I just always know, and like it was with you, as much as there was this desire for, you know, um, a, 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 you know, sexual relationship that was different than the one that we had, I was never going to act on that because of the fact that I feel like it, it's so disrespectful. And if I want the respect of my partner, then I have to be respectful as well. So even though those desires were there, it was just fantasy for me. Yeah. 
And I really felt that. I always felt like your character is someone who's very faithful and wouldn't actually stray. I mean, there was a couple of moments where I was like, what's happening? (laughs) But um, just because I saw things on the Internet, you know, but but yeah, I never really I never worried about you. Yeah. Straying. Yeah. No, I was never like working late, you know, and not coming <laughs> home or, you know, uh, oh, there's another business dinner I've been called away to, you know, no. Yeah. Long weekend for work. Yeah. No. And that just, I'm so glad that uh, that just seems like such a shady thing to do. But anyway, so, um, to wrap up, I, I'm glad I am who I am. And, uh, my, you know, sexual um, identity or, uh, you know, I think, you know, preference. well, see, the thing is, I don't think it's a preference. I think, you know, like saying it's a preference makes it feel like it's a choice. And I think that's demeaning to, um, you know, gay and lesbian people, especially mm-hmm. because it makes it seem like, you know, oh, well, you don't have to be this and look at how much, uh, you know, discrimination there is. And like, Thoughts like, you know, oh, we're just, you know, I've heard these stories and they still happen to this day where, you know, um, a trans girl I know was told, um, you just haven't been with the right woman yet. And, Uh, you know, and it's stuff like that. And it's like so, um, you know, diminishing of who that person is and, you know, not respecting them. So I don't think it's a preference. I think that, uh you know, it is definitely, you know, who we are and just respecting someone for that, even if we don't understand it, um, the respect is important. I hear what you're saying and I can see the example there. I guess I just was thinking preference because you did keep changing your mind, but I suppose that there are people in the world that don't have a clearly defined one way or the other. They're fluid, they're pan, they're poly, however here we go putting labels. I don't even think I should even put a label on it because it just is what it is. Right. Yeah. But I understand that it's not a preference for everyone. I do. I am clear on that. And that's why I think like for myself, I don't really like queer is the best label that I can come up with for myself because the labels don't really, I don't know. I don't like the labels, I guess. And it doesn't really feel like I need to label myself. I just am who I am. I hear you. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for elaborating on everything. Yeah. It, it is just so it was so interesting to me. Like, when, like I said, somebody asked and I was like, wow, we should talk about this. Indeed. Indeed. So, so thanks for watching. Yes. Thank you so much for watching again. Thanks for our patrons and your continued support. It really means a lot to us. So Jennifer doesn't have to sit there and hold her camera with her hand. <laughs> I know, um, I'm sweating. I'm sweating like it's hot here in my arm. Um, but please like and share and subscribe and leave us your comments. We always appreciate those. Yes, we do. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye, Bye. everyone. Thank you for tuning into The Rage. If you haven't done so already, please hit the like, share, and subscribe button now. We truly appreciate all your wonderful support. Find us on social media at The Rage Episodes and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Want to get more involved? Join us on Patreon. Supporters receive extra benefits as well as access to member-only content. Thanks again and have a beautiful day.